Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by a special friend, Roger Rose. And I've known Roger um, on and off for, I'd say, around a year, maybe over a year. We've met a couple times. We talked about doing some business together or helping each other and, and referring each other uh, business and getting involved in projects. And I thought he would be a great person to talk to on the call today because he has a very interesting story. So Roger's family was in the oil business back in Texas when he was a kid. And when he grew up, he grew accustomed to having ongoing income from the oil, that oil money, which was really nice until his family lost the land. And then he actually had to go to work like everyone else and quickly realized that it was hard to earn the income he was used to. So 13 years ago, he saw a way to get to where he used to be financially without his family giving it to him. 13 years ago this month, actually. And uh, he hasn't worked for anyone in over 12 years. Um, and now he's a part of shop.com, which is the largest shopping portal on the internet. They've got over 50 million products. Uh, shop.com built the Amazon Marketplace and Yahoo Shopping site with proprietary software. Roger doesn't believe in doing anything that doesn't create an ongoing income. In fact, he's still being paid for work he did 13 years ago. Gotta love that. Um, and he's not getting paid on levels or percentages like some MLMs do. Um, in fact, shop.com, unlike other sites like Amazon and Yahoo, they actually give a portion of their sales back to their customer. So his focus is helping people create a shopping annuity for the dollars they are already spending. So basically, it pays them an ongoing income for the dollars that they're already spending on a daily basis. So he's got an interesting story. He's definitely achieved some great successes, and I love his philosophy and his approach to business and on life. So, Roger, thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you doing, my friend? Well, I'm doing great, Daryl, and, and thank you for inviting me to uh, uh, the podcast. Yeah, of course. Welcome. Well, again, I think you've got some good value, and again, a lot of times people, you know, they want like everyone says that they're a hard worker. Like I'm a hard worker and I'm ambitious and okay, you've got those. Those are almost like, like that's the bar of entry, but then it's, are you doing the right work and are you doing the right things? And sometimes all you need is just a different perspective. You can, you know, if, well, what is that? I was listening to Jim Rohn the other day and he was talking about if, you know, if your goal was to cut down a tree and the only tool you had was a hammer, it'd take you 30 days. But if you had a saw, which is just a different tool, you get it done in 30 minutes instead. And so I feel that you've got some of that value where we could take some people who might be listening and approaching their business or their projects with a hammer and give them a saw and they could just really cut through and and um, get humming so I mean you for you that's a bit of a you know that's a, a bit of a I, wanna, I don't want to say um, shocking transition but I mean it's obviously an uncomfortable one to go from you know just growing up with a certain lifestyle and, and expecting things a certain way and suddenly 
you know, being slapped in the face and having to, to grow and make it on your own. So how did you, like, what were some of the, some of the lessons you learned? How did you come into this mentality from, you know, well, having uh, uh, first, first, uh, first of all, Daryl, I, I like your analogy about using a saw rather than hammer. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's very true. And, you know, no matter what we're doing, uh, whatever uh, business or what we're doing in life, it's, it's all about finding uh, result producing activities and focusing on those. Uh, you know, I don't believe in having to work harder than uh, the next person. It's just about finding out uh, what things work and concentrate on those, and then the good things happen. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So what was kind of your greatest challenge in your business career? Like, again, coming into this, like... Uh, I don't know if you can relate to this uh, or not, Daryl, but uh, when I was a young kid, uh, uh, my uh, family... <laughs> I think I think our kids were raised on the TV. You know, they, as soon as we came into the home, I, I, my parents turned on the TV, and, and that that TV raised us. And uh, so it, uh, that's been one of my bigger challenges to uh, get away from uh, things that that don't contribute to my success, like uh, like TV, and uh, you know, just focus on. Uh, things that that do work, and uh, any time you work for yourself, especially if you're fortunate enough to work from home, uh, it takes a certain amount of um, uh, self discipline. And uh, you know that 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 was one of my biggest challenges in the beginning to uh, be disciplined enough to do the things I knew I needed to do to make money. We, uh, we we tend to get sidetracked, especially working from home. It's too easy to go in and make a sandwich and do the laundry and, you know, watch Oprah or. <laughs> you, know, you know, what's so funny is I was actually just talking to a friend about that the other day. I was talking because I, um, you know, I'm, well, anyways, I've seen this girl and she came over and I, you know, and the place wasn't, I don't want to say it was messy, but the dishes weren't done in the sink. And then, you know, I started to do them. <laughs> But she, she's made a comment. She's like, you're home all day. Why do you let them build up like that? And it was like, I don't want to give the wrong impression. Like, you know, you just the sink was full. It wasn't like terrible. Yeah. But she was like, you're here. Why don't you just do it? Like, why don't you just do it as you cook? Because that was her thing. You know, my mom, like, we cook as we clean. And I'm like, well, when I'm at work, I need to work. And so when I go get food, I'm just getting food. I'm not getting food and cleaning. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm doing. I'll do that later in the time that I've scheduled for it. So I, I agree with you a whole 180%. So... Um, so what are some of the disciplines that you feel um, that really helped you in, in overcoming that and getting established in, you know, your, your work from home, self-employed, entrepreneurial mindset? Well, I, I think a, a lot of my successes also had to do with finding good mentors. Uh, no matter who we are or at what level in, in our career uh, or success, we need to find uh, people that can coach us uh, along the proper road, uh, hopefully people that have been there and done what we uh, uh, want to do or want to achieve and and uh, that will coach us through that and uh, I, I know that's something that you're especially good at yourself mm, mm, thank you um, I appreciate that well that's the whole purpose of this podcast in essence because you're right I mean none of us really grew up and learned how to tie our own shoes none of us like taught ourselves how to ride a bicycle you know I mean even to drive somebody had to show you for everything and I mean there's no one who goes and wins a gold medal at the Olympics that does it on their own 
there's no one who just, you know, they grew up and just trained with some friends and now they're bringing home gold medals. They, they have to have a coach. You have, and a lot of times they have more than one coach. So you have a diet and a coach, you have you know, your nutritional coach, you have your, you know, your, your, your endurance or strength training coach, and then you have your actual sports specific coach. And so you're right. You're right. I agree with you 180%. So, so that really helped you. Who were some of your mentors or what were some of the, the people that you reached out to earlier in your career? Well, uh, some of the people that uh, uh, that have coached me uh, uh, throughout my career, um, I- I'm not sure if you've heard of a, a Peak Potentials, The Millionaire Mind, uh, T.R. Becker. Uh, I've done a lot of volunteer work for them, and, and uh, some of their lead trainers and coaches have uh, coached me throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, isn't it amazing how uh, sometimes uh, uh, we get really busy, but we don't get anything done? Yes. And, yeah, you know, so uh, it, it's all about uh, focusing on things that that uh, do make that progress. Because not a single one of us were born to be a good entrepreneur. Right. Uh, that they're all learned traits and and habits that we develop over time. Right. Right. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, we had another interview with uh, Max Carey. It's a very popular interview called A Billion Dollars in Business Success Tips. And one of the things that he said was when a lot of people go into business, it's because they lost their job or, you know, or they, they're in transition. But what a lot of people don't realize is that when you become self-employed, you're unemployed. Like when you go to start a business, you're unemployed and nobody has training in being unemployed. And most of us spend our lives trying to find employment. And that's what trap a lot of people fall into is they create a job for themselves. They don't create a business. So, and, and, and oftentimes we don't know any other way to get by. Right, right. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, growing up uh, and my family being uh, in the oil business, and and I got kind of spoiled by that. You know, I didn't really have to work for it. And uh, but when I had to get a job like everyone else, and I quickly learned that that was not going to get me back to where I used to be or where I wanted to go. Um, you know, I uh, after getting laid off from a job that I had for seven years, uh, working in a warehouse, a grocery distribution center, and uh, nothing uh, glamorous. But uh, about six months into that vacation, someone asked me to sit down and look at a business. And I guess I was just open-minded uh, enough to do it, mm-hmm. uh, to look. And uh, I had nothing else to do. They were buying the coffee, so why not? Mm-hmm. But uh, I quickly saw how I could uh, replace my full-time income working from home. And not everyone would have the guts to, to do something like that. But I knew that I had to do something different. So I gave it a try, and uh, that was over 12 years ago that I replaced my full-time income. So, you know, having that freedom, and, and I, know that, I know that you're uh, um, comfortable and aware with uh, what it's like to have your time back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but, but, but if you don't have any time to enjoy it, uh, you know, what if your boss is, uh, won't let you take six months off and, and do the things you need to do? Because there's always a time in life when you can't be there. And if you can't be there to generate that income, what is your life going to look like? Yep. 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 So uh, that, that, that's why I'm all about creating ongoing income. Of course, there, there's many ways to doing that, and, and I'm just a very happy and comfortable with the way that I found. Right, 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 right. No, and that was a, that's a huge point. Very, very great point. Um, I just had a brain fart. But no, I agree 180%. <laughs> so one of the things I want to ask is when you say like the things that you focus on, then 
what what are some of the things you focus on? What what is something that when you say you're trying to figure out what you focus on a day that will help bring an in income versus um, just keep busy? Because we don't want to be pre- busy, we want to be productive. So, what are some of the productive things you try to get done every day? Well, um, uh, with any any true business, uh, we are compensated by uh, how much uh, of a product or a service we move to the end consumer. Uh, if, if you don't do that, uh, you, you don't truly have a business. So I, I just uh, focus on uh, ways of doing that. In, in my case, I have so many different ways of helping people. Uh, we have different divisions of my company where I can help people with um, uh, a, a beautiful customized website for any type of business. I have another division where I work with doctors and nurses around the country to uh, customize wellness solutions. Uh, so, so so many different uh, divisions and ways of helping people. Right. But in the end, you, you have to identify the best ways of moving those products and services to the end consumer and just focus on those things. Got it. So you're saying that you spend the, you spend the lion's share of your time on finding new clients and finding new ways to help existing clients. Is that correct? Absolutely. Got it. So that's, and so anything else that you're doing probably might not be something that you need to do. And uh, you know what I mean? Like it's something that you could be delegated. And this brings up a really great point. I remember um, one, I don't, I, I don't remember where I heard it from, but um, it was, you know, if you want to make a hundred dollars an hour, then stop doing $10 an hour work. And so it's important to, and it's true because again, we go back, you know, we go back to, I have a friend, uh, uh, actually there's another interview we did, Brad Martineau, he was talking about hiring a driver to drive him and his family from Phoenix to San Diego because he wanted that time to be able to work and it was worth it for him to pay a driver to drive them, whatever the hourly fee was because it would allow him the freedom to keep working on his business. And so he was able to focus on a higher value task versus the other, you know, and I do the same. I'm a big advocate of having, um, like a cleaning lady or, or someone that comes, you know, I've lady that comes, uh, every other week and she cleans my place top to bottom, does my laundry, irons, folds it, puts it away. And it costs me maybe a hundred, $150 a month. Um, but I like the time I save. Do you know what I mean? Like that time I can invest in other things. And so she's doing that for however many hours it takes. And for me, I get to invest that time somewhere else. And so some of the things that I really think are important to focus on are things like uh, putting offers in front of prospects, expanding your product and service offerings, segmenting your list so you can target these people for your specific prospect, uh, for your specific offers, collecting from past due clients, doing sales presentations and meetings, uh, upselling existing clients, prospecting lead generation, or any sort of automation process you can do in your business. Um, is there anything that you would add to that list? Well, that, that, that's a pretty extensive list, and I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, the one thing I would ask is, uh, would you share her number with me? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I know it's a great it's a great deal, but again, I, I have a friend. He has a, he's a chef. Same reason. So he can just open his fridge, grab his food, and go sit down and yeah. get back to what he's doing. So um, that's awesome. So all right, so. So what was some of the best advice you ever got? You mentioned that you had these mentors and people that were coaching and helping you. So what were some of the big ahas that you were told or taught specifically? Is there anything you can share with us? Well, uh, but one thing that stands out for me is, uh, uh, and there there are so many, uh, but uh, how you do something is how you do everything. Uh, That that has just stood out for me over the years. And and 
And it's so true. When I meet people, I can tell uh, pretty quickly the type of individual they are and, and the work ethic that they have because how they do something is how they do everything. Mm, I love that. That is so, so, so true. I love that. Um, again, going back to Jim Rohn, I like love I love Jim Rohn. I have like a, a, yeah. a man crush on him because he's so good. But he was talking yeah. about um, – yeah, if you're just waiting for someone to come around and if you're like, oh, I wish someone would come around and, you know, and, and they would inspire and motivate me, but what if they don't come? Like, that's a bad plan. Hope is not a strategy. That's a bad plan. You have to be self-reliant. I love that. How you do something is how you do everything. So if you're cutting corners in one place, do you do that in other places? So now changing behavior is really, really difficult. Is there anything that you ever felt that you were doing that was holding you back? Well, uh, you, you know, I have to find uh, ways to constantly inspire and motivate myself. And, and uh, you know, there, there are times we all have that where we don't feel like doing something. And sometimes I have to give myself a gentle push you know, to do it. And, and then something good happens. But, and, that, and that would not have happened if I hadn't, have, you know, given myself a push. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer in uh, the law of attraction and, and I love the movie, the secret. And, and I feed my mind with all of that positive information, uh, on a regular basis. And I, I, if you were to walk into my home, you would probably think, it, uh, or some people might think it was kind of odd that I have little, um, affirmations, uh, uh popped up everywhere, just constant reminders. And, uh, you know, because, uh, as, uh, entrepreneurs, we need that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we totally need that. In fact, uh, something that I, I share with some of my higher-end coaching clients is that it's a really simple strategy, but I actually, on my iPhone, you can set up reminders, and they'll pop up yeah. on your phone at whatever interval. So I have reminders that remind me every week. I have reminders for every month. I have reminders every day. And it's just things exactly that, that I want these thoughts. Because if we're um, – What's the quote? I wish I had prepared in advance. It was like Aristotle. We are we are what we repeatedly do. Therefore, success is okay. not um, success is not uh, uh, success is success some, not something. It's a habit. I forget the quote. Yeah. But and that's I want to continually be thinking about these things. Right? Like, what am I focusing on? And so I I have I've like honestly I have probably about a hundred different reminders that pop up on my phone for the exact same reason that you said. <laughs> Because it's just my phone. And when I was in Japan, they called it three-meter media because your phone's never more than three meters away from you. And so, again, just the same thing up on your walls. Who, who cares what other people think? It's not for them. It's for you, right? So, um, You know, another thing that, that has helped me uh, quite a bit, Daryl, is uh, uh, creating and updating a goal statement. And, and this is something I've, I've gotten very good at helping other people do as well. You know, um, to uh, identify exactly what it is that you want at any given period of time, uh, obviously create a roadmap, to, a realistic one that to help you get there, and to put that into a goal statement um, uh, in the present tense and read that as though you have already accomplished it at, at whatever date. And, of course, to uh, freshen your mind uh, uh, first thing in the morning and also before you go to bed it, it, at least twice a day of um, where you're headed, what you're going to achieve, and, and to read it, again, as though you have already accomplished it. Mm, I love that. I love that so much because I that's um, that was actually something that was a, almost a life-changing milestone in my life. I had That's from Think and Grow Rich, and that's a huge, huge, huge thing. You just dropped a big bomb. Whoever's listening to this, you need to stop, and if you don't have your mission statement, you need to go and get a copy of Think and Grow Rich and get and get that taken care of. I set a goal. I don't know. Do, do you have your mission statement? Do you want to share? I can share mine, but I, 
since you're the guest. You I, I, I hate to admit I don't have it handy. Got it. No, that's okay. It wasn't, I didn't, I didn't tell you to prep for that. For this. But, but, uh, 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 some of the things on my uh, goal statement, uh, um, uh, purchasing a 40 foot RV, it's a diesel pusher with three slide outs and a washer and dryer and dishwasher. And, and uh, so uh, having, uh, having already accomplished that, it's important to put yourself into what does it feel like to have already done that and stick a date on it and, and remind yourself every, uh, every day why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's exactly, that's kind of like I I was saying. So I set a goal one year. I remember back in the day I was at some event and, you know, the guru up on the wall, he had, if you want to be broke, hang around nine broke people. And I was like, forget that. I want to be rich. I want to hang, I want to meet nine millionaires. So I set a goal and the next year I did, I met 12 millionaires and um, and one of the things that I, I also did at the, in that period of time is from Think and Grow Rich, I created a, my own personal mission statement, and it went, I will generate over $1 million in annual recurring net income by April 14, 2014. I will sell ideas and information products, digital and or paper and ink, to provide large groups of people suffering from serious or urgent problems access to solutions from world-class experts. Using the T times C equals money formula, I will employ automated systems to generate leads, nurture prospects, make sales, fulfill orders, provide aftercare, and upsell, giving me a financially secure, long, happy, healthy, joyful, and wealthy life. And you mentioned the secret, and it's funny because at the time, uh, during this process, I was launching kind of what I'm doing now as a coach and consultant because of previous business success I'd had. And I remember it was early April 2014, and I'd made more money than I had you know, in, in a previous period in my life. And I was working for John, John Asraf from the movie, the secret. And I remember I was kind of bummed out though, cause it was early April. And I felt like the deadline was approaching and I was like, you know, I, I don't have a million dollars in my bank account. This kind of sucks. And then I realized, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm working full time on someone else's business. What have I helped them generate? And I, I went and I logged into our Infusionsoft account and I'd set up some, uh, anyways, we had a very variety of uh, marketing campaigns created. And one of them was kind of my pet project and it had done $1.4 million. And it was just like, couple of days into April. And then I realized I did it. I did it. And I was so ecstatic. What I realized is that I didn't say for myself, I will generate a million dollars for myself. And that's what helped inspire this podcast actually is because after I did that, I remember talking to someone at a coffee shop and they're saying, Daryl, if I knew the people you knew and I was able to sit down and have conversations with people like, like Roger Rose, you know, I would probably be able to accomplish those things as well. And so now I've set a new mission and a new goal to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. And, uh, that's, I, I guess, sorry, that's a bit of a tangent, but that's kind of a bit of the background of what brought you here for us, Roger. So thank, that's a huge, huge, huge thing. I think that's so important to have proper goal setting, to write it down. I talk to people that are into goal setting. They're like, no, no, I keep it in my head. No, you got to get it down. No. Got to get it up on the wall, just like you said. I mean, are there key places that you put your affirmations? Uh, I, I put them on my bedroom door, on, on the inside of my front door. Uh, they're on the wall right by my desk. I can't miss them. And uh, uh, one uh, uh, key thing that helped me in fine-tuning my goal statement is to never write I will, but uh, write it as though I did, I have, I've done it. And um, mm. because, I, because I will will never happen. Right, 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 right. Got it. That's a good tip. That's a really good tip. I'm going to go and update my personal mission statement. <laughs> so, all right. So now do you see a lot of mistakes other people make? I mean, obviously you're having, you know, you're building these income, you're building this income, you're, you're having your time freedom and you see other people doing stuff and they're, they're struggling or they're, you know, they're hitting walls. I mean, we all hit walls. So anyone's listening to this, I mean, 
you know, we bring, I bring people on the podcast that have achieved things, but you know, was it success has many fathers, but failure is an orphan. And, uh, I think that's so true because right. We all kind of, kind of, well, we wear maybe our scars of pride, but we don't necessarily go and, and parade them around town. But what are some of the mistakes that you see other people making challenges you see other people going through that they wouldn't have to? Well, I think it's always easier to recognize other people's uh, uh, faults or shortcomings, and and and, and without uh, 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 really making them out to be that, uh, to identify different ways that, that people can do better or what they're doing, and of course encourage them. Uh, uh, that we all make mistakes, and, and I do too. I, I just don't recognize them as as well as I do other people's. <laughs> right, right, right. Because <laughs> you're too close to it, right? Uh, right. So do you have like, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned mentorship before. So do you have a couple of mentors? Do you have like a board of advisors for your, for your business? Uh, how, do you, how do you get that outside perspective? Well, uh, Doug Nelson, he's the lead trainer for Peak Potentials. Uh, uh, he's been a longtime mentor of mine. Uh, also, uh, Colin Haskins, a uh, buddy out of um, uh, Chicago. Uh, I know many, 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 many uh, millionaires. And, and uh, so I, I simply uh, spend time with them, finding out what has worked for them, and, and, and they coach and mentor me through the process. And, of course, I do the same for dozens of other people uh, around the country. Yeah, you and me both. Got it. So it's just like you said, it's staying plugged in. It's understanding yes. that, yeah, that you just need that. You need that guidance. And the other, the other, uh, I don't know if it's a harsh factor reality, but um, people always take advice from people who are not qualified to give it. You have a friend that's a great hockey player, and so you ask about their, you ask about nutrition, or you ask about like dating advice. But they say never take yeah. advice from someone you don't want to trade shoes with for that thing. They may be very knowledgeable about. You know, they may be very knowledgeable, say, about how to get dates, but you ask them about how to balance your checkbook. That's a bad idea, or, you know, like, um, and people do that all the time. So you've got specific mentors for specific things, correct? I do. I, I do, definitely. Got it, got it, got it. That's awesome. So um, are there any books or anything that you like to read as well? Is there anything that you would recommend to people listening to this? Oh, so many. You know, Who Moved My Cheese, uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, of course, The Secret uh, itself, uh, um, uh, so, so many, uh, uh, and, and you've mentioned, uh, several and think and grow rich. Uh, I, you know, it, it's just been, um, uh, for decades, uh, I've, I've just immersed myself in, in the teachings of some of these pioneers and, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I try to stay abreast of, of new books that come out too. That I'm, uh, I can usually find at least one nugget in every book I read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, I like that you said that. There's a great quote: "The book you don't own, you can't read, and the book you don't read can't help you." So, yeah. if there's a book that someone mentions that can have, I, I, I've, I buy books off Amazon like I'm a crack addict. Like I just. Anytime there's a book I don't own that I, you know, someone says has given them any sort of value, I get it because I need to own it first of all. And I've got books that I've read and haven't read, but at least you can crack it open and get some, get something from that book. You know, just get something. I'm, books are such a great way to learn because people pour their heart and soul and their lives experience into books. And you can just, you know, for a couple of bucks, I, I buy them used on Amazon sometimes for a dollar plus shipping. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. You get some guys 40 years of experience in building and growing businesses and you just, you know, you, you, you don't think you'll read it so you don't bother buying it. I mean, to me, that's just a waste. Um, do you and and uh, nowadays, uh, people keep their entire library on an iPad. 
iPod. Right, <laughs> right. It is crazy. It's so crazy. It, you know, that brings up a really excellent point because people – I like, how you do something is how you do everything, to bring that quote back up. So people, so many people, they walk over all this opportunity. People don't realize, like when you go on Google, the Google is phenomenal. I mean, before the internet, if you had a question, your only way to get an answer was to ask your friends and family and draw on their formal training and their life experience, your own formal training and life experience. And if that didn't solve your problem and that didn't give you a satisfactory answer, you had to get in some sort of transportation vehicle, go to the library, find the section with the books on that, look at the books, pick a couple that you think might have the answer and then go sit down and then go research through it and read it and then make photocopies, you know, or take the book. Like it was just such a long, now I've got my phone. I can instantly access X, like people are listening to this right now. Do you know what I mean? Like they're instantly accessing and plugging in. We are now, we have mind share space. They're downloading our knowledge directly into their brain. Ooh, I'm throwing my phone as I'm talking. I'm getting animated here. No one can see me, but, um, it's just so powerful. I mean, you can you can go and look up in Google and find the world's leading expert in X and then find them on social media and just send them a personal question. You know, just reach out and build a relationship with that person. People, keyword research. I love how people, they gloss over keyword research. They don't even know what they're, realize what they're doing. Someone, you are like reading a collection of people's thoughts that has been plucked out of their head and put into a database for you that you can count and see how many people are searching for this problem. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like you just, how great would that be to be able to read your prospect's mind and know what they're thinking and know the questions? But so many people don't, they don't recognize the tools that they have. And so again, how you do something is how you do everything. Thing. And just like you said, you can carry a library. You can carry an entire library with you in the palm of your hand. That is phenomenal. How many people? How many people care? No, you know, most people are watching Family Guy or Dawn of the Dead or whatever the new show is, right? So I'm like you. I'm not. Do you own a TV? I don't even own a TV. I, I watch movies, but if I do, it's on my laptop. Otherwise, that's like that's it. I I won't turn my TV on before 9 p.m. Uh, uh, I, I figure by 9 p.m. is too late to talk with anybody. <laughs> right, right, right. right. But, uh, you, you know, you, you just mentioned something um, about reading people's minds uh, because I've asked, uh, had people ask me uh, before if, um, it, if I could have a superpower, what would that superpower be? And I believe if you had the power to read people's minds, you could own the world. Oh, yes. Really? But, that is the one superpower uh, that I would love to have. Yep. Well, Zig Ziglar said that. He said, you can have anything you want in this life as long as you help enough people get what they want. And I right. think that's exactly it. If you could read people's minds, if you knew what their hearts desired or what their, their – well, there's another one. This is Dan Kennedy. He said, we're all living quiet lives of desperation. If you don't think someone's desperate, then you just don't know their thing. And so and I think that's true. I think there was another book. It was um, – for entrepreneurs only, I forget the quote, but it was like this deep, this deep secret terror that all entrepreneurs live in. Because even when you've got cash flow coming in, I mean, you know, I think when you maybe first make some money, you you celebrate and you feel like things are going to be phenomenal forever. Like my life is set. And then obviously that doesn't necessarily happen because it's something that you can automate it. You can have, you know, multiple streams of income, all that stuff, but it still takes maintenance, right? If you don't maintain your garden, the weeds will take it over. So there's, you just can't eliminate that. And even if you hire people to maintain the garden for you, you still need to maintain the maintainers, right? So there's always some level of involvement, even if it's nominal. Um, and I just think that, um, 
a lot of people get caught up in these like, you know, I'm going to make money forever and, you know, and I'm just going to sit on a beach. And I don't think that that's a real analogy of how it actually works in life. And so I think that there's got to be some sort of balance between. I, you know, I, I, I can honestly say that, that I've spent a lot of my time on the beach uh, with a laptop and, and, a, and a phone and and uh, having the convenience of operating my business that way. But, but isn't it fun or, or funny, too, that uh, no matter how much money we earn we can find a way to spend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's never enough. It's never enough. Cause you, you get comfortable. You, you expand, you like, you start, you know, I, you start taking on sponsoring kids in poor countries. You, you get involved in different projects. You, yeah, you exactly. It's, it's not, there's nothing static. So I think it's an ongoing process, I think. And it's the same reason. I think what we're about to encroach upon, it comes back almost full circle that we said at the very beginning, how you do something is how you do everything. Because, um, like the lottery winners, you know, people are always like, oh, if I had a million dollars, all my money problems would be solved. Uh, no, they're not. If you have bad habits, and it goes back again, we say about the discipline of how you manage your day. I think in business, it's very Shakespearean where we all fall victim to our own flaws. Because if you, you know, you inherit a million dollars, but you have terrible money habits, you just amplified the problem. You didn't fix it. You know, because you are the problem. It's your money. How are you going to manage it? If you can't manage it properly when the numbers are small, it's just dangerous. It's like handing a kid a bazooka when they don't know how to handle it. And that's why so many of them go broke. If I snapped my fingers, Roger, and gave you Arnold Schwarzenegger's body in his prime, how long would you be able to keep it with the current routine and habits you have? And it's the exact same thing with money and business, right? Um, like D. Harvecker talks about, everyone has a financial thermostat. And it's a thermostat, uh, uh, you, you know, in your home. And uh, in the summer, you open the door, you know, it's going to get warm, but uh, that thermostat's going to bring it right back down to where, wherever you set it. Uh-huh. People need to find a way sometimes to change their financial thermostat. Uh-huh. 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 How do you do that? Well, um, yeah, you, you had it set high when you were a kid. That, that probably helped a lot, do you think? Or is it from people uh-huh. you hang out with? Well, they say if you've never had steak, you won't miss it. And I had steak when I was younger, so I knew that I would have steak again. You know, it, it has to do with your financial thermostat. And, and uh, I don't know if you've noticed how people that uh, have um, uh, had a, a certain amount of uh, success, if they lose it, they wind up getting it back. Mm-hmm. And for for other people that they simply need to modify their, their habits and things they do to change that thermostat because it can be changed. Right. It can. It's like anything. It's, it's coaching. There's no big bean counter in the sky that determines how much money you can or can't make. And that's something that I love. And that's something that changed my mind. In fact, I talked with one of my mentors about it and we were talking about, uh, you know, like the success I had working for John and other clients that I've helped generate, you know, pretty impressive amounts of money. Um, and I was just talking about when I cut my teeth, I was in a small business. I was in a martial arts school in a small town, like a hundred thousand people, you know, and it's like the martial art was Gracie Jiu Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And so out of a hundred thousand people, even if we're generous and say 13% are interested in martial arts, that's 13,000 people. How many of those are actually interested in training? Do you know what I mean? Like, let's just say, let's even be generous and say there's 10,000 people. Okay. But there's so many different arts. How many people are interested in your art? 
Do you know what I mean? Like now we're down to a few thousand people and then there's, you know, all your competitors. How many, like, how are you going to share those? And so I didn't realize, again, you know better when you do better. Um, and just, I was working with a hammer. That's all I had. You know, I built, I automated the snot out of my business. I had all my marketing up and my funnels and that. And then when I stepped into a business that was, you know, they sold to remotely, uh, do you know what I mean? I had an international audience and I applied those same principles from the disciplines that I developed when I was in doing something small. And it's almost like if you train for a marathon with, with, with heavy boots and then you can take them off and run, you know, I just, that's part of what I feel has been so successful is realizing, oh, like, oh, and sometimes it's just little things that hold people back and they don't even realize it because they don't know what they don't know. Um, does that, does that make sense? I don't know if I went off on a side tangent or not, yeah. but. It, it definitely makes sense, and you know, uh, uh, times have changed. Uh, uh, today, we live in a, a different era than you know, ten, even ten years ago. And and social media has played a huge part in my success and my business, and and learning to uh, to properly use social media. Mm-hmm. So. You, you're not pushing and promoting, but you're uh, sharing real uh, experiences with people and, and um, you know, you know, branding yourself. Because when people see your p- uh, picture on social media, what are they going to think of? Right. And, and that, that all, all has to do with the way you're branding yourself and your business and, and whatnot. Hmm. But absolutely. And isn't it amazing how that has really changed the paradigm of, of, of business? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's provided transparency. And again, it gives you access to people almost never seen before. And some of the tools, I mean, now is, is there's so much available for people. Anybody who's cl- who's uh, complaining from a lack of opportunity, they're just they're wa- they're walking through a forest looking for firewood, you know, and they're just they're they're trying to find the fallen tree that's just been sitting there dry and, you know, just waiting to be picked up and taken home. But you'll find that, but you'll have to cover a lot of ground to get it if you're willing to just cut a tree down and, and cure it and, you know, and take care of it. Then there's so much opportunity. Um, I don't know where I heard this quote, but it was, you know, most, most, most men are like lobsters sitting on the, sitting on the rocks at shore, waiting for the tide to come in and they'll sit there until they die. Even if, even if, if, uh, even knowing that if they move just a few meager feet, they would have a full ocean of opportunity available to them. Something like that. But I feel like that's true. Well, I don't know if that's true or not with lobsters, but. Uh, you, you know, everyone seems to be looking for a, a shortcut too, mm-hmm. and you know, quick and easy doesn't last long. Yeah. You know, uh, when when you build something, it needs to be um, uh, for for the long haul, something that will last you, and then in uh, let's say in, in business, something that will pay you for a lifetime that you can uh, pass down to someone as a legacy. And typically, if you're looking for shortcuts and, and quick and easy. That won't ever last. Right, right, right. Yeah, we all want to learn ways to do better, and that's fine. To want to know how to do something better or what's the newest way to do it that's working best for people or how can I make it better. I mean, we are, we as humans, we focus on scarcity. We don't talk about the abundance of fresh air. We talk about the scarcity of it, right? We don't talk, the news isn't about how great life is. It's about the scary things, right? Like loss of death and like, you know, know, scarce uh, safety and security. So we're so focused on that and trying to improve prove things that we often forget to fo- right that we often for- like take it too far in essence like you said like looking for the get rich quick scheme you know things like that i mean i've got i just i know people that they've been chasing 
you know, chasing pipe dreams for years. And it's, and, and meanwhile, they're walking by, they're walking by, you know, dollars and, and hundred dollar bills and thousand dollar bills trying to chase nickels and pennies. Cause they think that one nickel or penny is going to pay them for the rest of their life, as opposed to yeah. developing the discipline and, and stepping into their ideal person who has a lifestyle that gives them that Arnold Schwarzenegger body, that lifestyle that lets them manage their money. So even if they're only making a couple thousand dollars a month, that they, they're, they're good. They've got everything covered. You know, they've got their bases covered. They're managing it intelligently. So if they were all of a sudden to get a surge of income, it would be managed properly as well. I learned something when I had martial arts. I was blessed to be able to train with a lot of world champions and, um, and Olympic athletes. And one of the things that I realized was a lot of these people, when they go in to compete, they don't go to the world championship expecting to be ordained world champion there. They go there knowing they already have to be the world champion when they show up. That day is just the day the rest of the world finds out about it. They already have the disciplines. They already have the world-class mentors. They already have the diet. They already use their day. Their twenty. All we have, Roger, you, me, everyone listening to this call, all we have is 24 hours every day. And the name of the game is results. And how do you use your time better than anyone else to get better results than them. And that's basically it. You go and you want to compete against everyone else in the world for ping pong, you got to have a better... The only way you're going to get there is if you are better disciplined to be a ping pong player than anybody else in the world. And that's that's it. I mean, wouldn't you say? Is that... I mean, I kind of... I feel that's the theme of this call. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that those athletes, I guarantee when they wrote their goal statement, that they didn't write it in a way that I'm going to win this or I did that. Uh, it's it's as though they have already done it. They're sitting in the place and, and, and feeling the glory. Are you still there? Or did you cut out? Uh, I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that's in your sentence. Or you... <laughs> I was like, I'm like, yeah, Roger. Yeah, yeah. Ro- Roger? Like... <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, you know, your laugh reminds me of Alan Watts. Has anyone ever told you that? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I've, I've never heard that. Oh, no, I just, you, yeah, you guys have the same laugh. So anyways, <laughs> so, all right, um, Roger, I think we've given a ton of great information. I think this is a phenomenal call. People, if you haven't taken notes, go back, listen again, create your checklist, take your action items. What can you get done in the next 24 hours? What can you get done in the next week? What can you get someone else to do for you to help you accomplish more? And what could you be doing better? What discipline is holding you back? What discipline do you need to get you from where you are to the next level? How would you spend your day in your life and your time on a day-to-day basis if you were the person you're trying to be? Think about that. Document that. Compare it to what exists and find coaches, support, find the community, find the people you need to be surrounded by. Do whatever you need to do. Have a buddy that you owe 100 bucks if you haven't accomplished blank by the end of the week to hold yourself accountable and to develop those habits and behaviors and to, to the disciplines to be the person you want to be. So please, if you haven't, again, take those notes. Go back. Listen to this call a couple of more times. There is so much value in this, Roger. I'm so appreciative that you came on to call today. Um, what are you working on these days, buddy? What are you excited about? Well, I, I've got this uh, new way of helping people create a shopping annuity on the dollars they are already spending. So uh, without taking anything more uh, out of their budget, uh, just helping them uh, find a way to create an, an annuity. And by that, I mean uh, uh, an ongoing income based on what they are already purchasing and uh, so just showing these things uh, uh, to people uh, can be mind-blowing. And uh, for, for many people, it can be uh, several hundred or several. 
several thousands of dollars uh, uh, on a regular monthly basis. And, and um, I, I'm having a lot of fun with that. I, I've mentioned uh, um, other divisions of my company too, but you know, the, um, uh, I like franchise concepts. I like uh, finding systems that work, so you don't have to uh, reinvent the wheel. You simply plug in a system for someone, and if they do those things, it will work. Yeah, no, that's exactly actually. In fact, you know, a lot of. Um, well, I don't. I don't know if I want to get into a, another tangent on something, but a lot. That's what it is. I mean, eighty, ninety percent of small businesses fail because they don't have any systems. They're trying to figure out the system. Whereas on the 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 inverse, like some like eighty percent of franchises succeed because the the figuring out part has been already done for them. They just here's your checklist. Absolutely. Uh, you, you, you walk into a McDonald's, uh, not that any, anyone on this podcast would, but uh, the French fry machine is always in the same place. Right. They do that for a reason. Right, 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 right. And then their, their training systems, they could take anyone at any almost any skill level and have them producing their world-class food or whatever they're known for um, in no time, in that, a couple of weeks, just because... That, 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 that would not be McDonald's. <laughs> right, right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I think the point, I think, yeah, no, no, you're, you're right, you're right. McDonald's is such a great example, though, right, for at least for systems and processes, because wherever you yeah. go, that's and that's why they charge millions of dollars for it. And, you know, and, and as, a caveat, as a side note to this, I think it's funny how in our education system, if a child like copies a friend's answers on a test, they're expelled and they're severely reprimanded. If I go give McDonald's a couple million dollars, they go, okay, Come over to my office, and I want you to do exactly as I'm doing. And I feel like in some ways that's – like obviously you want to be able to think for yourself and you know create original ideas and content. But I feel like that there needs to be – like in some ways I feel like people are getting trained out of copying things that work when like – again, we talk about trying to take shortcuts and get, quick, get rich quick. It's not so much a get rich quick thing, but it's copy the systems and methods that work. And that sounds like what you do. You just follow franchise models and systems. You implement them for people, and you, you acquire – it sounds like you're a collector of them. Is that kind of a good way to articulate it? Well, yes, and and don't try to overthink or overanalyze things because uh, we as human beings uh, tend to do that, especially left brain people. And you know, so um, uh, keep it simple. Uh, simple always works better. Uh, it's all it's easier to duplicate too, as well. And um, uh, uh, simple systems, uh, find them uh, and either create them or or um, uh, you know, find systems that have worked for other people and simply duplicate them. Mm. I love that. That's awesome. So, Roger, if anyone's interested in, in reaching out to you and working with you and asking about what you're doing or how you could help them, uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you? I don't mind sharing my cell phone number. Uh, that number is 360-513-7673. And that spells my last name, Rose. But uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, uh, Facebook, I believe, uh, RoseNet is... Uh, uh, one of my um, uh, pages, I, I have several others and and um, have many different websites too. But but uh, anyone that uh, that has a question or or needs a, a little guidance, uh, I, I'm the maker of my own time, so I, I'm happy to do that. Got it. Well, thank you. That's very very generous of you to offer your time like that. So uh, the on Facebook, it was RoseNet R O S E N E T. That's your page that they can reach you through if they just do a search for that. Yes, yes, that's it. And then what was your cell phone number again? 360-513-7673. That's awesome. 
Well, Roger, thank you so much for joining me on the call today. Is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Uh, we covered a, a lot of territory, and uh, Joe, I want to thank you again for inviting me on the webinar. You have so much to offer people, and, and I'm glad that you found this format uh, as a way to uh, to share that with people. Hmm, thank you. Well, I think like most of us, we all just want to make a difference, earn a nice living, and try to make this world a better place, you know, so we can spend our time doing the things we enjoy and surrounding ourselves with friends and family. So, um, yeah, I just... I owe everything to people like you that would spend some time with me and point me in the right direction. Um, Jim Rohn has a quote where if you have someone who's doing the wrong things, they don't need motivation because now all you have is a motivated idiot. What, they need is edu- <laughs> what you need is an education to turn them around and point them in the right direction, right? The, even if they're not yeah. motivated, at least they'll get there as long as they're going the right place. So, um, so again, just like you, I love helping people and Zig Ziglar, you can have anything you want as long as you help enough people get what they want. So it's just a win, win, win. And uh, just like having you on this podcast. So, um, thank you. I appreciate your well, kind words. I, I'm, I, I'm a firm believer, Daryl, that uh, everyone has a purpose in life. And, and uh, you know, once you get the money thing out of the way, then, then people have a, a chance to really find out what that purpose is and live it. Uh, unfortunately, the majority of people, they're stuck behind a time clock. And it's, it's really difficult to find your purpose in life when you're working for someone else's goal. Right. So, you know, for anyone that's on this podcast that does not all, already own a business, it doesn't matter what kind of business you start, but simply start one. Yes. At the very least, you have the uh, tax advantages of, of having your own business, which an employee does not have. And, and then, you know, work to uh, create something, a nest egg, uh, something that will last the long term so that you can actually find your purpose in life. I love that. So well said. Roger, thank you so much for joining this call. Thank you so much for your kind words. And just thank you so much for sharing with everyone today. I really do believe this was an interview that will help create 200 new uh, multimillionaire business owners. So thank you for helping me get one step closer to my mission. And again, anyone who's listening, if anything Roger said interested you, uh, just pick up the phone and give him a call. And um, yeah, just thank you again, Roger. Thank you, Daryl. I hope you have a great day. You've reached the end of our interview. Now first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you. Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better. And your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. Uh, You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.